0: Hello and good morning. This is episode 19 of the Sports Puzzle Podcast. Saturday morning here, pretty early, 7.28 a.m. Central Time. Uh, We haven't had an episode for a little over a week now, actually. Our our last recording was with three people, Brett, Corey, and myself. And it's due for another one. The holiday season um, slipped in there and got... Busy and things, uh, yeah. Now it's got to get back to the grind and uh, talk about them some things. And obviously, fantasy football is kind of um, over with for most leagues, all my leagues. So, the fantasy football is kind of over with um, now for pretty much everybody and listeners <laughs> listening to this, yeah. So, what I'm gonna do this episode is. Hopefully keep it around half hour and just to do another episode and recap kind of what just what went on in the fantasy football 2017 season and what caught my eyes. Um, I have four bullet points for that and then I also have some NBA Wolves stuff Um, and I'm going to give you guys a fantasy basketball update with my team. And kind of what I think is going down. Um, okay. Because actually I'm getting pretty heated up with fantasy. Well, not, heat, not heated up in a bad way. I would say pretty... Gaining traction in the fantasy basketball community. Because football's kind of over for that. And I always like doing something. Um, looking at my team. Um, competing against my friends. It's fun. So... Yeah, lots more research and learning a lot more players and, um, yep, get more into basketball. So, all right, let's talk about football first. So, the first thing I want to talk about is, potentially, who should be, and maybe this should be the very last thing I talk about, but this is the first thing that came to my mind when I started writing down notes, is that who should be the number one overall fantasy pick next year. And... I have, one, I have five names written down, and there's one wide receiver, and pretty much everybody might know who that wide receiver is. Antonio Brown. Uh, I want to see. I, I'm sure his recent calf injury is not going to affect his play or his career. It's not a career-altering injury at all. It's just a torn muscle, and muscles reheal heal, and you can re-strengthen your muscle. Um, so Antonio Brown is definitely in the consideration in my opinion. Uh, PPR leagues, which most leagues are kind of being converted to, but actually there's you always got to have your standard leagues too. So I think I like Antonio Brown next year. Or I'm gonna just going to name – yeah, let's just – I'll name my five here and then I'll have to decide because I have no idea. I haven't really – we'll see. Okay, so Antonio Brown, that's a guy. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is just – Ridiculous. I think this year, his first year playing, was kind of like, oh, maybe he's not NFL ready or I don't know. He just didn't produce, basically. And it could have a lot to do with coaching and talent around him. Um, And then... <coughs> excuse me. What he... Did, like, his yards, his catches, and his rushing, and his touchdowns, and his big play... Like, Gurley did everything... He was like a picture-perfect fantasy player this year because he was kind of a steal, even as a second-rounder. And he absolutely produced. And in the playoffs, this is why he was a perfect fantasy player, is that he carried your team through the regular season, and then he put up, he averaged like 39 or 40 points, 38-some points during the fantasy playoffs, when it matters most. That was at least the first two weeks. Just like, wow. He could have carried your team all year. All right, next guy, Le'Veon Bell. He is always in the consideration, but there is some risk to him. This year, I don't think any of those risks. The only thing I would have liked to see from Le'Veon Bell this year is I don't think there was a lot of big plays, like 80-yard touchdowns or 75-yard reception touchdown. That's one thing that didn't happen this year because, well, I don't know why, but, yeah, Le'Veon Bell always can do that, which is, uh, yeah. So he's in consideration. He's got, he always catches from the backfield. Um, he's got tremendous talent. But there are some risks with his injury, and, yep, that's about it. Okay, David Johnson. David Johnson is still going to have to be in the consideration. Um, Arizona Cardinals running back. He was injured all year. And didn't wait. He got injured in the first game because he was still drafted number one, number two picks overall, and he had he showed uh, great upside, and great talent in his rookie year. And he was set up to be a lead back, which he still would be a lead bell cow right now in that offense. So getting those touches, touchdown at the goal line, and like there's some upside to him, but he. Coming back from that injury and the Arizona's team, I don't. Bruce Arians going to be gone. That that offense it might take a, a year. Um, I don't know. There's some definitely some question marks around David Johnson heading into next year. And then Zeke Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. Um, yep, he's in consideration because every game he played this year, he did pretty good. He gets you, like, double-digit points, uh, just, he's good. He's on the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, they give it to him in the red zone, he just provides consistent numbers, consistent, consistent numbers, and he scores touchdowns, and he still hasn't played that, like, he's still pretty fresh, in a way, but... Maybe not because his first – I mean, he got a bunch of carries when he's healthy and active. They, they feed it to him. So those are my guys. And I, I want to try to think about if there's any other guys that I missed. Um, other wide receivers, Julio no, OBJ no. I mean, no. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll roll with that. Those five. And now I have to pick what – who would I pick? Um next year, number one pick if I had the pick. Wow. It's tough. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna rule out David Johnson. And I'm gonna say this is a for a .5 PPR league. Next year, I want Gurley. I like what the Rams are doing. Uh I think they realized what Gurley is capable of. And there's no reason Gurley I want to keep riding the hot hand, but it's very. It, it could go eat man. Le'Veon, okay, whatever. Would I really pick Gurley though over A. B. and Le'Veon and Zeke? Man, that's tough to really do that based on just last year, but or this year what he did over those Le'Veon Bells especially, but yeah, it's hard. It would be hard not to pick Gurley if. Just if, if the Rams, depending on the offseason, nothing weird happens, no big injuries to the offense, and it just, Goff is there, and the coaches just, I mean, yeah. So that's why I'm going to pick Gurley. Got to ride with him. What he did this year was ridiculous. Okay. Biggest bust of the year. Drafted in the first two rounds that non-injury players. So I'm not going to include OBJ. Um, yeah, because he got injured. That's an example. So my biggest bust of the year draft in the first two rounds are, and this was kind of wasn't too tough, but I don't know. But the first guy I wrote down was Mike Evans. He was he was he was a first rounder because Winston the Buccaneers taking a step. He's just going to feed Mike Evans touchdowns. He's an elite wide. Well, yeah, he's an elite NFL wide receiver. Um, but it didn't work out this year because there's no consistency. The yards. That was definitely not a first round pick. Not even a second round worthy really pick at all. Um, I should see where he finished overall in wide receiver rankings, but. Um, yeah. Next guy wrote down. Was <laughs> Julio Jones, and it's weird to call him a bust. It's just weird. I don't know what to call him, but I kind of want to call him a bust because he was drafted top five, so he really didn't produce top five value for your team overall. Because he could have lost, like you never wanted to bench him because a lot of just bench your, start your studs. You know, start Julio because he could go off for two hundred and forty yards and two touchdowns, but. Um, yeah, he was a bust for me because he didn't. The consistency and the yards and the catches just weren't there every game. And those upside games that he did do good probably might have won you or really helped you win those weeks, but I don't think it was enough to make up for his lack of touchdowns and consistency. Um, overall, but yeah. Uh, mainly the mainly the big plays and the touchdowns for Julio. And then the Lamar Miller was another guy. I think the NFL might realize he's on Miami and he I mean, I think he's an average running back. I don't think there's too much going on with Lamar Miller overall anymore. Like when I think of it, it's like, uh, he's just he's just average. So he's not a first or even a second round pick. And in the next year, he's going to be a solid <laughs> number three running back, in my opinion, next year. I think he would be a really solid number three running back, uh, especially with Deshaun Watson, which might help his case to boost his value a little bit. But if Lamar Miller is the unquestioned running back there and no other um, Deontay Foreman, if, if, I mean, if they're not threatening in training camp and preseason, which they very well could, um, yeah, I, I just think Lamar Miller was a bust. I think he got drafted pretty second round, early second, early mid-second round. Those are the only three names I put on here because I think Jordan Howard was in a consideration even before the season start to be overvalued or overpicked in the first round this year. And he kind of actually was, started out pretty scary with Terry Cohen, but Jordan Howard, it was not, it's not too bad. I mean, he was pretty consistent, actually, I, I believe, with touchdowns. He, he found the end zone, um, and that's what kept him definitely okay. And the Bears, Jordan Howard, decent. Yeah, I wouldn't call him a complete bust because the running backs were, if he had a solid running back this year, it worked out. Well, it would probably work out every year. So let me think. Let me see if my brain can search for any more biggest busts of the or just busts overall. Um, well, Zeke. Well, no, that's that's a suspension, but he actually Zeke, and that's not a bust. Okay. Uh yeah, I don't know. That's. What I'm just. I'm just gonna go with those three, um, and uh, that's that's that. Okay. So the next on my notes, players to look forward to next year. I only have three guys listed in my notes here. Uh, I could probably expand more than this. Uh, Fournette, Leonard Fournette was the first guy I wrote down um, to look forward to next year. But also, he might. the, The reason why I like him is he scores touchdowns. And the way the Jaguars are gonna be playing football the next years coming up here. Especially, I mean they have a great defense and they they want to play the game of defense and ground and pound and feed Fournette. Feed Fournette, play defense. So I I mean there is that injury, and that might make some drafters hesitant next year on drafting Fournette, but I think he's, Fournette's going to be maybe the number. He's going to be super good next year. So <laughs> that's just what I think. It's all speculation, but the way the Jaguars play football and the way I just believe the system is set up perfectly for Fournette to strive. Gurley is a name I wrote down. Uh, I already talked about him, but yeah, he's another guy to look forward to with the Rams, young, kind of what they just. That spark that they got this year putting up 40 points. I, why could that not continue? So, I want me some girly next year. Omari Cooper is a guy to look forward to next year. People might not agree with that. But, I think relative to his draft position, he might... Or where I think he's going to be drafted next year in drafts, I think he might outproduce those numbers. But uh, there's talks about. I mean, well, actually, we're going to talk about it with Carr maybe not being very good, but Mari Cooper's got to be. He's going to be a good player next year. I'm looking forward to having him on my team as drafting as a wide receiver three and having him be a wide receiver one potential. Okay, that was uh, – what other players? There's got to be more players. Um, I'm looking forward to OBJ next year, to Odell Beckham Jr. for the Giants, to see if he – I just want to – I mean, a lot of players, too. The NFL is going to be interesting next year because we're going to get a... – got a lot of people with ACL injuries. Uh, Delvin Cook, Carson Wentz recently, Deshaun Watson, uh, OBJ. Um, there's more. So I'm curious to see how all of those injury uh riddled player stud players are gonna come back and see how they're gonna produce next year. So I'm looking forward to that, especially specifically Deshaun Watson um too as well because uh, that was a big loss for my fantasy teams too, because it was looking good. Um he was put <laughs> he was crazy. He was putting up a lot of points out of nowhere for Houston Texans. DeAndre Hopkins, that's a guy you can look forward to, and he could be drafted, and he'll be a first-rounder round, first for sure next year, I believe. Um, but, yeah, there's there's probably a lot of people, like a lot of young people I could list, but I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. There's got to be more. Probably Delvin Cook's another one. He's going to be an interesting draft valuation, actually. Delvin Cook is, uh, uh, yeah, but that's, yeah, we'll talk about that, about the Vikings running backs here shortly. So, okay, that's just that so far. Okay, miscellaneous thoughts. Well, miscellaneous thoughts are, first, I got a lot of different things here. So, buckle in. Thielen and Diggs draft position next year. This is gonna to be tough for me. And also, like like we said, Devin Cook. I even McKinnon. If you, I don't think McKinnon's gonna be in our backfield next year. I, I hope he is. I really do hope. But I think he's gonna. He is a good running back, and he might fetch more money elsewhere, which sucks because it just sucks. But I think that's what. A business move has to happen. But anyways, back to Thielen and Diggs. Man, do you really draft? I mean, it's tough. Thielen, round three? I mean, he could be round two. He could fall to round five or six. I I don't know what I would do with him. Really, I just don't know. Because he really... Broke out, obviously, this year. And proved that he's actually, I mean, he's already, he's already proved this previously, but he's a darn good NFL wide receiver. Route running, his hands are just, he catches everything. And stays on the field. And he's a great motivator for the clubhouse. So, man, let's go. Diggs. So, yeah, Thielen, where would I draft them? Third round, probably. I think third round would be where I would feel comfortable. I could see Minnesota, <laughs> our hometown, maybe wanting to draft them higher, but I don't know. I'll just say third round. Okay, so Diggs draft position. That's going to be uh, we, we they flopped this year. Thielen took over the number one duties of Diggs, and they're kind of different wide receivers a little bit, but... Diggs is going to be lower than Phelan, and Diggs is going to be much lower because of his floor. He had not that good of a floor. I think Diggs is going to be a value pick um, this year. He should be, or going into next year. Probably round six, (laughs) five-six, I would say, for Diggs. All right, I'll leave it at that. Delvin Cook, uh, we're to draft him. He could be a first-rounder, to be honest. He easily could I could see Delvin Cook easily going in the first round next year at twelve in my couple my leagues. Um because what he proved and what he's proven on the field, not I mean Latavius Murray did really man, Latavius Murray helped us out a lot. He was a great signing for however much, three and a half I don't know how much. Uh, but Latavius Murray is still there, but Delvin Cook's a talent. The the Vikings are going to give it to Delvin Cook, and Latavius Murray could thrive in a role, a compliment. Like, those two backs, Delvin Cook and Latavius Murray, that could be good. That could be real good. So, draft of Delvin Cook. I like him. Man, I'm trying to think, like, the running backs and wide receivers. He could go end of the round one and early round two next year, Delvin Cook. Coming off a big ACL, but if the progress goes well, all the news, everything, and the rehabilitation, all that stuff's going well, I don't mind picking Delvin Cook, end of round one. I mean, you could draft him. He's he's a wild card. He'll be a wild card ending the drafts. Okay. So I like 'em let's I'm gonna say early to mid second round for Delvin Cook. Okay. Next Bullet, Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz. So this is basically talking about uh, Gronk, yeah, Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz. And that was a yawn there. And I just thought of an idea of getting a cup of coffee. And I'm going to go do that. So I'm going to go take a break here. I'm just going to make a cup of coffee and come back down here. So I'm just going to pause it, and you should be hearing me shortly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm back. With my cup of coffee. Okay, so we left off. (coughs) We're going to talk about Gronk, Kelsey, and Ertz. Because those are the top tight ends heading into next year. And the other field can go wherever they want to go in the draft. uh, Because these are the top guys to worry about. Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz. Gronk and Kelsey are going to be above Ertz. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ertz is the number one tight end next year. <laughs> Ooh, wow, with Wentz, he was killing it. He was like the top twenty players like overall, even with quarterbacks being well, maybe not quarterback, but Ertz was absolutely killing it. And I want me some Ertz next year. The Hurts and hurts. uh, yeah. Wait, what did I say? Okay, Gronk. Kelsey. Gronk could go end a first round. I could see that happening. Me, I'm I'm more of a mid to late second round on Gronk, maybe even third. Uh Kelsey. But man, Gronk, you if you pick him first round, I wouldn't really care <laughs> because that might be a good pick. Kelsey. Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes, uh, that's a little shakeout. But uh, I like Kelsey drafting him in the late s- – man, It's the same area. Late second, third for Kelsey. Those guys can go right – these guys can go right. Ertz, let's say I – he'll probably fall like the – I like him in the – maybe a little bit later. <laughs> End of second we'll go with. Okay. I like the tight, those top three tight ends with the way the tight end play is happening in the NFL. I do like – I wouldn't mind paying up for those top three. And I'm curious to see what the expert rankings are on these guys. Um, but, yeah, you could really draft all of those guys in the end of the first, early second. It's just do you want your high draft pick to be on a tight end when it could be on a wide receiver or a running back. That's the big thing. But if you have this tight end, elite tight end, you get that that kind of massive advantage over the other streaming people of tight ends. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't my my history usually I go in a draft wanting Gronk, but it just doesn't seem like he falls in my hands when I want him and I don't. I have barely had Gronk at all ever on any of my teams. Even Kelsey, uh, yeah, I I don't know. But I guess the one team feeling kind of Sunday, the team that we won the championship, um, I did have Kelsey Anders on my team. I just realized that, but that Kamara was a big pick. But yeah, maybe these double tight end and the guy in my league, Travis, who had a double tight end strategy. Kind of worked out, but I don't know. So, yeah, that's what I think on tight ends. For whatever that's worth. Or if it even made sense. Number one. Next on the bullet is number one quarterback selected next year. Uh, so, I wrote some names down because I'm not really confident in a number one quarterback at all going next year. Like, at all. But... Here's the names that I wrote down that came to my brain first. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah Aaron Rodgers is still going to be probably the number one quarterback taken next year. A big signing was, was pretty recent. They did get Devontae Adams signed. I think it was a five-year. There was some news of him going to the 49ers, but he didn't. Four-year, $58 million deal. Devontae Adams. So, yeah, I like... I mean, they're up. It's, yeah, it's still Aaron Rodgers, so he could be number one pick overall. Um, Russell Wilson. The next guy I wrote down, Tom Brady. I even threw in Cam Newton, Big Ben, Wentz, Breeze, Deshaun Watson. Like, I, besides the, the only reason why I like Aaron Rodgers... Um, Russell Wilson and Tom Brady as my top three is just because of experience and what they're just elite, elite quarterbacks. And they always get it done. Russell Wilson's a, that dual threat. Tom Brady scores touchdowns with, with his arm all the time. And he's got Gronk. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. So it's tough to pick. Cam, who a little inconsistent. I mean, it's pretty obvious he's not the number one, but he's he did finish <laughs> a fantasy season as being like the number one fantasy player overall. Um, so he still could be. But Big Ben, probably not. Wentz, I'm not, I mean, not going to pick Big Ben, even though he is uh, experienced. Basically what I was talking about, Rodgers, Russell and Brady, but I'm not going to pick him over those three. Wentz. He was super good before he got injured, but I'm not going to pick him over to the other guys. Breeze and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Deshaun Watson could be a big... I'm curious to see where he goes because I kind of want him on my team. I'm not going to lie. I want me some Deshaun Watson on my fantasy teams next year. So, yeah, I might be reaching for Deshaun Watson, like, second round. Okay. That's about enough for the quarterbacks. I feel like I'm, oh, well, yeah, number one overall we're talking about. But I just want to throw in Goff in there as a quarterback. little discussion. Of, he could be a nice, he could be like a Stafford pick of this year. Like, but maybe produce better. Those high-potent offenses that score touchdowns, I mean. But Goff kind of, with Gurley there, Gurley did rush a lot of touchdowns. So that that kind of... Dampers his the the flow of the game um, sometimes for... So, yeah. I've, yeah We don't need to talk about a Number one quarterback. Okay. Moving on. OBJ thoughts with the Giants not being... Okay. Here's my note. Yeah. OBJ, we already talked about him, but my thoughts with the, him returning to the Giants next year and them not being very good, basically. Um, I think I don't want to draft OBJ as... I think he's going to be going in the, like, 7 to end of the first, 7 to 12 range, I believe, in drafts next year. But maybe not. Maybe there will be more running backs. I think there will be more running backs. Um, but I don't know I don't know where to draft him. I'm thinking OBJ end of the first, like 10, 11, 12, to maybe to the mid-second round could be a play for him. He's coming back on ACL, and the Giants are not be are very good. Um, does his floor isn't very consistent, um, so there's some there's there's not a lot going for OBJ other than he's a stud and the team probably will pepper him. So that's enough <laughs> going for him being a stud alone. Okay, so yeah, I'm thinking like early second is kind of what I'm comfortable with next year. Okay, and then another thing, I think this is the only Colts thing, is Andrew Luck coming back next year, and what my thoughts about that. I guess that I could have rolled that into the QB discussion previously talked about, but Andrew Luck is a – I think Frank Gore actually said that he's he would be interested in coming back to the Colts only if Andrew Luck is healthy and can play, so that actually – that statement alone – makes me worry about Andrew Luck even more because even Frank Gore, the running back, the veteran guy, doesn't even – the word must be that Andrew Luck's injury is concerning. He's not becoming healthy. He's, he's, he's having setbacks a lot. So I think Andrew Luck is another real concern heading into next season. And it's going to be about maybe the same situation as next year. Uh, Well, not complete same, but I don't know what to think about Andrew Luck. But if he's healthy, he's good. And he's got T.Y. Hilton, and he can rush it, but I don't want me any. Well, he'd be a a late-round pick anyways, but, yeah. Okay, that's my thoughts on Andrew Luck. I think there's real concern. One of – next on my notes, one of the Packer running backs could be a nice pick next year. Um I don't like the Packers, obviously. Packers, Packers blow. But I think for fancy purposes, Packers are pretty good because they do score uh, with Aaron Rodgers at least. But what we saw this year from the Packers is their running backs are actually pretty good. Not Ty Montgomery because Ty Montgomery. Is an injury bug. Okay, I shouldn't say that. Ty Montgomery is all right, but the Pat, the Packers, he's just not. I don't know. Montgomery doesn't have the running back. I mean, he is kind of like a wide receiver converted running back, but you can just tell that there's something that running backs, as in <laughs> Aaron Jones. Um, and, uh, jeez. what's his name? Well, Aaron Jones is the guy, but he's got some off-field issues. So I actually think Aaron Jones might, God, what was that when I got to, but anyways, Aaron Jones has talent, definitely showed this year, and he could be a nice pick next year. And also, uh, the guy that I can't think of for some freaking Jamal, Jamal, Jamal Williams yeah, Jamal Williams. Does that sound right? But, yeah, that guy. Um, I think he could be a pretty good pick. But I think there might be some hype around this. I mean, the experts are going to talk about the running backs and blah, blah, blah. I mean, Ty Montgomery is going to be healthy. So, maybe the the trio of running backs will scare away some drafters. But I do want a piece of Aaron Jones, um, Jamal Williams, and uh, I don't – really care about time Montgomery, so I would want I wanna invest in a couple of those in case one breaks out, which probably will happen. I think it's gonna be Aaron Jones for some reason. But yeah. Okay, that's enough of that. For sure. Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Are they both gonna go in the top two rounds? Could they both go in the first round? Like what the heck? These guys were amazing this year in fantasy. Every year, or every year, every game, Ingram scored a touchdown. It seemed like every game, Camaro scored a touchdown. Camaro, Camaro. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. These guys absolutely killed it. But heading into next year, I don't think you can draft them. Man, can you though? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kamara goes, especially in like point five PPR leagues, he could be a first-round pick for sure. Like, for sure. He could be a second-round pick for sure. I like him a lot. And even even for our leagues, too. We, we kind of like return leagues, or return yards, which is a point for every 25 yards you're turning, and Kamara does that, too. But I don't know if he's going to keep doing that because... It's a little risk that they're putting on that, that young uh, young stud that they got there. And then Mark Ingram, I like him. Um, he scores touchdowns. I like running backs that score touchdowns and are in a offense with Drew Brees. So, I like Mark Ingram as a back half. So, bottom, second round. Elvin Kamara, I like him. I think he might go in the first, but... I don't want that. I don't, I, don't, I don't want a piece of Kamara in the first for some reason. Something's telling me no. So I'm going to say I think they are both going to go in the top two rounds. I think one is. I think Kamara is going to go in the first, but I like them both. Um, I like Kamara probably early second. But I like Ingram, yeah, at the end of second round. Early third maybe, I don't know, based on his yards, but... Yeah, but they both have tremendous upside, too, because if one of them gets injured, I mean, holy, what the heck? Those guys are good. All right, Goff. Is he going to take another leap and keep it up with the Rams next year? We kind of already talked about that. I already kind of talked about that. So I think he is, and I think the Rams are going to keep rolling with this team and this squad, Sean McVay. and Jesus, this team is great, scoring points, great defensive front, Aaron Donald. I mean, they got a lot of stuff going for them, so watch out. The Rams could be good. They might dethrone the Seattle Seahawks um, there in their division. Okay, Vikings run back game. We already talked about that. So I think we, yeah, McKinnon. I'll just write or read with some of the notes. Here, McKinnon I think is going to be out just for a business move that probably needs to happen. But I kind of want McKinnon here. Delvin Cook. We already talked about where I think he's going. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm done. I'm done talking about the Vikings' run game because I've already done it. Okay, Skull. What the heck is wrong with the Raiders? All right. So this is something that's bugging me because I was kind of high on the Raiders and I was. I like the Raiders. So I don't know why. I just when I was younger, I just liked the Raiders. (laughs) I I don't know. I liked Pirates or something. And yep, Raiders were awesome. So they have Derek Carr. They have Amari Cooper. They have Michael Crabtree. Um, had Marshawn Lynch. Offensive line was pretty good, and that alone was a bust. And their defense was a bust. Why? It seems like they have talent, but why aren't they good? I don't know. I think it's Derek Carr. I think you have to start with Derek Carr, the foundation of a, a team that leads a team. That's the easy way to start with. Uh, that's the guy who, that's the easy guy to put the blame on. But if any of you watched that game, Against, oh geez. Was the, yeah, Eagles and Oakland. We we're rooting for Oakland Raiders to take down the Eagles, so the Vikings had a standing chance to get that first uh, first seed, one number one seed. Uh, that both those teams looked pretty bad, but Derek Carr looked pretty darn bad in that game. There, there was, there's was not man. So he's concerning, and it, it might be around him, and it might be around. I don't know there's something weird going on there like the, maybe the motivation the the spark the there's just nothing I mean Lynch is there I, I don't know I don't know what's wrong with the Raiders completely they have they have the talent they're a good paper team but it's not producing so yeah we'll see about Derek, Derek Carr next year it'll be a big year for him Okay so that's, that's what answers that. Okay, so I have, are the Patriots going to be the same team even in the next five years? Is Tom Brady going to play another five years? Like, what the heck is going on with the Patriots? <laughs> well, what's going on is Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and until those guys are there, it's going to be the same old skit of winning games. Tom Brady, they just and yeah I'm I don't know I don't know if the Patriots somehow they're not gonna win the Super Bowl this year I mean they could but if they do again like thinking of Tom Brady and his family and just is that enough <laughs> or I mean if you have the passion for the game family doesn't mind it being traveling away. For, his, for how long he's been travelling. I mean it's just part of the the family and the routine and stuff, so it's like and that's like it for any NFL player or anybody that travels um, on a on a regular basis, but holy moly Is he gonna keep playing? Even if he wins this year, like what the heck? But if I I myself is a am a competitive guy, very competitive guy I am passionate about things that I that interest me and I get very passionate and I work hard and <laughs> I don't know so if I'm thinking if I'm in Tom Brady's position and I was healthy if I felt my body could keep going and being elite a goat and Year after for the next five years or what if if my body still felt fine if if I was mentally there and physically there and emotionally there, (laughs) then why not keep playing? If 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 everyone around you supports it, if you can do it and the fans and why not keep playing for the next five years? (laughs) It's pretty crazy to think about, but yeah. Okay, that's enough about Tom Brady. And the, Pates and the Pats going about my notes about them being the same team the next five years. If Brady and Belichick is there, expect the winning results. Okay, Josh Gordon. That could have been lumped into players to look forward to next year. Uh, yeah, actually, another guy that just popped in my brain is Robert Woods for the Rams. I wouldn't say look forward to him next year, potentially, in some PPR leagues. He really kind of broke out, so... Yep, there's no name. Okay, Josh Gordon, where I think he's going to go. I don't know. He got shut down by the Ravens and Jimmy Smith. So that, to me, well, it is the Browns. And it just is, is the Browns, but he is on the Browns. <laughs> but it proved that he's not going to be matchup proof. Well, maybe that shouldn't prove it because Jimmy Smith is great, but... I... I don't know where to draft Josh Gordon. He's got that high upside. I think he's going to be overdrafted. But Josh Gordon has the ceiling of a freaking elephant's house. (laughs) There's probably a lot higher ceilings, but Josh Gordon's ceiling is way skyrocket high. It's to the moon because he's just Josh Gordon. So, thinking, like, comparing Josh Gordon, he could be compared to, like, Julio Jones as a fantasy player, in my opinion, next year. He really could... Well, no. You're not, nobody's going to draft them close, but if thinking about it, they might be... Man, Josh Gordon. First round? No. Nobody's going to draft Josh Gordon in the first round. Second round? No. I don't think Josh Gordon... I mean, unless the... Hype in the new... I mean, they might pump Josh Gordon, but I don't want him in the first. I don't want him in the second, third round. I don't even want him in the third. Corey Coleman's there. I mean, and it's the Browns. So, I, and this is kind of a big wasn't well, wasn't a big thing, but the Browns' quarterbacks, Kaiser specifically, had a chance to really show something, or a... I don't think any of their quarterbacks really showed anything to be a franchise quarterback. They didn't win any games, and you can see what a franchise quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo can do to a team that doesn't win games. So that's, I mean, you can't put that on because Josh Gordon is or produced with not good quarterbacks before, but yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to get overdrafted. I like him in, like, the God, not even in the fourth round, probably. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to have much shares of Josh Gordon just because I think he's going to be too expensive in an auction, and I think he's going to go too high in snake drafts. I, I would look, start looking at him, depending on like what my team shakes out and really what it depends on. It just depends what your fantasy team needs at the time when you're drafting, but I could see him in, like, the fifth, Sixth is when I would start wanting to take in that upside. If all the off after the postseason um, wraps up training camp, if everything sounds good, then I would feel maybe come from a little higher. But I, I, I think it's, I just think he's going to be overdrafted. Okay. Derrick Henry versus DeMarco Murray. Is it time for DeMarco Murray to. Is it time? Is it time for Derrick Henry to go ham sauce? <laughs> because I think it is. I think Derrick Henry's time to explode. People that are holding him in dynasty and kind of frustrated. I think it's going to be 2018, and Derrick 20. Even thinking of 2019, I think Derrick Henry could be first round consideration headed into 2019. So I'm going that far. I like Derrick Henry a lot. I always draft him, but it hasn't been working out the past two years because it just hasn't worked out with DeMarco Murray there. But I want me some Derrick Henry shares next year. I like him a lot, like fourth, third, fourth, well, not third. You will not want to get him in the third. But if DeMarco Murray's not there, he might go way up the draft boards, like way up, like second round but i like i am in the 4th i go like in the 4th i think he's solid i think that's reasonable for him and i wouldn't mind in the end of the 4th or even in the 4th because i do think once th- I, th- I think it's going to be this year <laughs> we'll see i maybe i should have researched uh, i mean demarco murray's contract and what what's going on but he might be he might be faded Okay, Tyreek Hill. We're at 46 minutes. Wow. Wait, what? 46 minutes? Tyreek Hill will want him on my team. I said that last year, but I didn't get him on my team. Is it P- Patrick Mahomes' time? Is uh, Alex Smith going to be there next year? I think he is. I don't think it's Patrick Mahomes' time at all next year. I think it's Alex Smith. But I want Tyreek Hill on my team. He is just a wide receiver. He's kind of like – he, he. there's no other wide receiver to really compare him to because he's kind of unique in his own way. But I just like Tyreek Hill a lot. I like him to go in the third round. I want him. I want him. But he does have kind of a low floor, which sucks, but – that's a guy to look forward to next year again is Tyreek Hill. Big playability. Pretty consistent. Go-to wide receiver on an Andy Reid team. <laughs> I don't know. I just like Tyreek Hill. Keenan Allen. Oh, yeah. Also, Kareem Hunt. He could have been talked into the number one pick next year, I guess, but no, not really. He's not going to go number one. Everybody knows that. Um, but... Kareem Hunt could be Second round talent, second round pick for sure next year. out. I think I might want Kareem Hunt on my team. I kinda liked him. I kinda liked him a lot. He had a big stretch where well after the first game actually he had a huge stretch of like no touchdowns. So that's a little concerning, definitely, but Yeah, he, I could see him going mid second. Or earlier than that, even, next year. Okay. What else we got cooking here? Keenan Allen. Uh, he stayed healthy. He stayed, uh... <sighs> hey, drink more coffee or something. Nah, I'll usually drink like a half a cup or a cup, and I'm done with. Okay. Keenan Allen. Man, what a stud. Where's he going to be drafted? PPR leagues, He could be drafted pretty high next year. For good reason. Uh, That's a big story, though. He stayed healthy, and he kind of studded out. So, I don't know what to draft him. I would say second round. I think second round is end of second, early third. Or actually, yeah, second round, I think, is where he's going to go next year for sure. Philadelphia backfield. The Philadelphia Eagles backfield shakeup. Okay, so this is running back. Shake up! We got three guys: Jay Cory Corey Clement. Even we got to talk about for sure, and um, yeah, Legarrette Blount. Blount. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know what to think about Blount. He might be kind of Dunzo. I wouldn't, if I was the Eagles, I wouldn't mind rolling with. Jay Ajayi and Corey Clement, because Clement was finding that end zone. He was kind of like a red zone guy or something they were creating him into, and Jay Ajayi is is, he's, he's got talent. I like the way he runs. Uh, so, like, thinking of drafting him next year is going to be tough. It's going to be tough to, to rank Jay Ajayi appropriately. That's going to be a real tough draft pick. Um could be, like, fifth round. He could be, like, seventh round, but he could just turn into the guy. I just don't know. I think, no, I don't know for sure. So, JJ yeah, I, I kind of want him on my team, but I don't want to draft him really high at all. So, I'm thinking, like, fifth round popped into my brain. So he's a guy just to – but Corey Clement could be a little sleeper pick next year um, or a late-round nice pickup um, with J.H.I.'s injury with his knee um, concerns. I mean, it's not really that big concern. It's always been a concern with it. But I don't know. Yeah, okay, that's it. What other thoughts about the fantasy season? Um, what are his thoughts overall, really, these were? Wow, am I boring myself? This must be a boring podcast. Uh, Chris Thompson. I think he might be a sneaky pick next year. PPR guy, specifically, he proved Chris Thompson is going to be a sneaky pick next year. Definitely. I think I'm going to want a lot of shares of Chris Thompson. That's all I'm going to say. Golden Tate and Mar- Marvin Jones. Which guy do I want next year? I think we have to start thinking that Marvin Jones definitely is the guy to have with the safe safer floor... Big play, big touchdown ability. Tate's kind of in that offense now where not a lot of red zone. and uh, He's more of a chain mover now. He's more turning into a good, NFL, better NFL wide receiver than a fantasy wide receiver. Uh, PPR leagues, like Tate a lot more, but Marvin Jones is going to be drafted over Golden Tate, and I'm confident, confidently saying that next year. And I like Marvin Jones. Jordy Nelson. Well, He's going to be kind of a difficult wide receiver to rank next year because of Adams emerging as the number one guy. But, Aaron, I mean, Jordy Nelson did god-awful this year because he just did awful. And Aaron Rodgers and Jordy are a hookup. And without Aaron Rodgers, Jordy is nothing. And, man, Jordy, I mean, he was going way high this year. Top, the auction is going right up there with, A. I mean, A.J. Green and Mike Evans, I think, just, but, I think we gotta hold the brakes a little bit with Jordy. Hitting into next year, definitely not, I mean, first or second, I mean, if you pick up second round, late second, I can see just, but he's like 33, 34, 33, I believe, uh, I don't know, I don't know, but, as long as Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson is there, you can never cut out Jordy Nelson, I don't think, in my opinion, as a top five wide receiver in the league. So, I don't know. I probably won't have him on any of my teams next year. And I think he's going to slip. Okay. Jordan Howard and Kevin White have on some notes. We already talked about Jordan Howard. I like him. I like him as a... I think next year he'll probably be, just because of his consistency, he can score touchdowns, and the Bears are going to continue to try to grow that offense, and Jordan Howard, Howard will be the center running back around that. Um, so I like Jordan Howard next year. He could be a late first-round pick, honestly, again, this next year coming up, but more, more likely an early second. And then Kevin White, what the heck? Bears, yeah, he's donezo. Well, he's not donezo. He's so young, but... Wow, he can't stay healthy. It sucks for the Bears because they have nobody, but they really need a guy like Kevin White to step up, and they they need him. It's just not working out. Um, so yeah, the Bears need to find themselves some wide receivers. They're really gonna, they're probably going to draft some. Uh, they're they're going to do something to fix that and give Mr. Um, Trubisky some help because Mr. Trubisky, kind of like what Brett was saying, his grade this year is kind of incomplete. Just. There wasn't enough to to judge and to count him out as a competent um, NFL starter at all. Like he could, he could be just fine. Okay, enough of that. Julio Jones, uh, where he's gonna go next year? Like thought a little. We talked about him, but talking about him again, like where I actually think he's gonna go. He's definitely gonna go in the first round. Um, he's a guy. If you're like in the eighth, 8th, um, maybe position this year. He's going to be tough not to draft. Um, so I don't know. I hope I'm not in the position where like he's the next best available according to all the expert rankings and blah blah blah. I just don't think I like Julio Jones as a fantasy player. He's always has foot. I always say he has foot issues, but it's just that in incon- that floor for some reason. I just wish he scored more touchdowns and they threw it to him in the end zone. But they have Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman that can pounded in there as well so I don't know whola Jones will go in the first round but who knows where like he could go anywhere I think I'd think the highest he could go maybe factoring in those running backs and Antonio Brown like those first five I don't think I think he goes sixth anywhere from six to 12. I could see that going. So yeah, okay. Uh, I want to talk about Seattle's backfield. We got Chris Carson. Actually, I mean, we got an update about Chris Carson. That might be an activator. He might be healthy for. Wait, they're not going to make the play. They're not. Are they even in the playoffs? Shoot, I don't know about this. If Seattle still has a chance, but I shouldn't know. Um, but yeah, he, he's going to be. Chris Carson's getting healthy. They have J.D. McKissick, Eddie Lacy, Rawls, and Mike Davis. If I was Seattle, and what happened this year, and what what we kind of know. I would say Lacey and Rawls are not, not, not the answer. Get rid of Lacey and Rawls. Uh, Rawls, Lacey for sure get rid of Rawls. Um, he's... I don't know. I think the Seattle like him. Like uh, The coaches like Rawls quite a bit. So I think they're going to keep Rawls. But I would get rid of... If I was uh, thinking about talent and what that type of team needs... I like them. I like JD McKissick, what I, what I saw with him. Oh, they also have that other pass catcher. Jeez, um, who can't stay healthy. What's his name? Eh. Darn it. Darn it, darn it, darn it. Uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, ProSize, CJ ProSize. Um, they also have him. And McKissick and ProSize are probably going to fight for that pass, third down, or pass catching role. Um, but I think McKissick, McKissick's going to win that because Procise might be a, an NFL injury player that doesn't get healthy or can't get healthy uh, or stay on the field, I should just say. So I like Chris Carson, even Mike Davis. They got a lot of maybe just mediocre talent there. So they need to figure it out. But I think it'll, they'll be just fine. But they draft the thing about fantasy next year and drafting... Um, Yeah. I don't know. Chris Carson is probably the guy to... is definitely the guy that that you're going to be interested in. That was an interesting storyline maybe of this year. Just sales backfield doing nothing. Okay. David Johnson and Cardinals and I said Bruce Arians is going to be gone and Fitz is... who knows about Fitz Um, and the Cardinals kind of overall, like I said, might just take a total tank and they might just go into rebuild mode and not rebuild mode, but I don't know about the Cardinals' future. So, I guess it's all I need to talk about that. David Johnson, that's why I don't like him number one, or top three or top four even, is because Cardinals might not be very good. But, David Johnson's good. Alright. Then, I, the last thing on miscellaneous thoughts is Garoppolo is he going to be a top-12 quarterback next year for fantasy? Is he just going to be a mixed stud? I think he could easily be a top-12 quarterback next year. You could draft him over guys like Stafford or Dalton. And well, Dalton's not, you know, probably not relying on him. But, yeah, I don't know. Gar- Garoppolo could be hucking it because he's throwing for, like, 300 yards, and he's throwing, and, yeah, I think the Niners are going to like using his arm. Okay. I think I'm done talking about. I think this is going to be like the last fantasy football talk of the seat of the yeah until like for a while. So we've yeah, fantasy football done, but football we can still talk about. We will still talk about playoff when the that bracket comes out. I'm sure we'll do a playoff bracket and we'll get some guests on here. Carl or Carl, Kurt, Carl. We get a bunch of people on. John. We get our whole squad on. Uh yeah, so Kurt, Corey, Brett, everybody, um, that's been on the pod. We should just get one big podcast and do a bracket. Once the brackets come out for the NFL uh, playoff thing, we should just do like a challenge. Maybe we could throw some money in it and um. Yeah, we all describe our bracket on the podcast, and then we follow it, and we'll see who gets the most points or the survivor pool or whatever we do. That could be a fun thing to follow and do a podcast uh, about. So, yeah, it's just a thought. Okay, so football and fantasy football, we're done talking about for this episode. All right, so the last thing is, again, NBA. And I wanted to talk to my fantasy team, but darn, this is already an hour. I did not think going to be an hour but it just happens I guess okay so the wolves wolves are kind of rocking they're we're not worried about the wolves not um living up to the hype because the wolves are slowly gaining traction they're slowly separating themselves um and I am very excited about the Wolves' future. This, well, Jimmy Butler has been scoring a lot of points, like thirty. He's been, he's been, he's been big. Him and Cat. Um, I mean, when we. This is kind of the same stuff that we talk about every episode about the Wolves and the update, but um, we're <laughs> following along. Uh, they're twenty-two and fourteen, uh, so they're still fourth in that Western Division. I mean. It was, Currently, probably get the four seed in the Western Conference in the playoffs, and the teams. So they got we got Golden State Warriors number one in the Western, Houston Rockets are number two. Uh, Golden State's twenty eight and eight, Houston Rockets twenty five and nine. The Spurs are twenty five and eleven. Then it's the Wolves at number four, which we said twenty two and fourteen. The Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder, is twenty and sixteen. Number five. And then Denver Nuggets number six are nineteen and sixteen, and then Portland eighteen and sixteen, and the Pelicans eighteen and seventeen. So that's the current eight playoff teams um, in the Western Conference. And like thinking about it, we've matched. We've actually played well against Oklahoma City, who's right below us at five. We've played well against Denver, who's below us at six. Uh, the Pelicans have two big guys, <laughs> Anthony Davis and Boogie. Uh, yeah, Mark's cousin so I I'm a little worried about I'm not I shouldn't say worried. I just think I'm just gonna say if we get matched up I hope we get matched up in the playoffs oh well first I hope we make the playoffs because you never know but two when we make the playoffs haha um, I hope we get matched up against Denver or Portland or something. I don't want to get matched against Oklahoma City Thunder just because of the Westbrook. I mean, those big three: Paul George and um, uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Wait, who the heck am I missing? Westbrook, Paul George, and Camaro, Yeah, Camaro, Carpello, Car- 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 Anthony. Okay, so when it comes to playoff time, that team could get in, kick into a different gear with those those guys. And granted, the Wolves have our big three, and we could just do the same thing. I just I don't want to be matched up against Oklahoma City Thunder in the playoffs. Um, but I also don't want to be matched up against the Spurs, Houston, or Golden State. So yeah, I don't know. We're I'm I'm excited for the year, and I'm excited for the Wolves. Obviously, I've been saying that. It's just let's keep it going. Let's keep winning these games. Let's not blow a 20-point lead when we have one. I don't want to see any more of that crap. I want us to. I want us to be more savvy. I just wanna. I just well, I want a lot of things, but let's get some more consistency. Let's uh let's not lose to bad teams. Let's close out games. Let's not make these super stressful games. <laughs> let's just Let's just be relaxed, have some fun out there, be comfortable, and score a bunch of points and win the game. It's it's that easy. <laughs> okay, all right. So, with my notes where I wrote down is the T injury, uh, which happened. It looked pretty bad, and <laughs> it's possi- There was a possibility of an ACL injury, uh, MCL. We were thinking. I was saying eight to twelve weeks minimum, oh, but there was some pretty good news after that MRI of Jeff T and that. He is no structural damage, Um, so that's good for Jeff Teague and the Minnesota Timberwolves, but it's Tyus time. Apple Valley, Minnesota, I'm right 20 minutes away from Apple Valley here in Savage, so he went to Apple Valley High School right by us here in Savage, and uh, he's going to be needing to step up for the Timberwolves. So this is a sweet opportunity, a great opportunity for Tyus Jones to see what he can do and lead our team. I like him. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a smaller dude, but actually when I see, was seeing him playing, um, it looks like he's building like a shoulder area. I think he's getting a little, a uh, little stronger. Um, so he's a winner too. And he's, he's shifty. He's, he's got a good shot. Field goal percentage is, is up there. I mean, he's three-point shot can definitely improve, and his, I don't know, I just hope Tyus is the type of player that, that works hard, and he can, he can grow. He's not anywhere near his max. He can, these next, I don't know, four to six games are kind of big for Tyus. He needs to, he needs to really learn from this, these minutes, and I hope he learns, and I hope he, Dishes, gets some assists, and, I mean, I just hope he does awesome. I think he can. I think he's got the winning point guard. I think he can lead the team. I just hope he can, uh, and the thing is that he doesn't need to score. He just needs to, I mean, I would like our point guard to score, but we're used to it with Rubio not scoring, and, yeah, I don't know. It's tie's time. Fancy players or fancy people world. Because of the injury with Teague and the MRI coming back clean, clean, it could just be, a, they're saying two to four weeks. He's not going to come back in two weeks. But three to four weeks, um, he might be back in like a month. So, like, let's say end of January, beginning of February. Um, so Tyus Jones is going to be a decent pickup to get some minutes for, yeah, maybe a starting point guard for the Wolves, get some assists, maybe some steals, field goal percentage. I don't know. Pick him up. But he's not as good as pick up now um, than earlier because we thought there was a lot of speculation that Teague might be had an ACL injury. Okay, done with that. Jimmy Butler is our obvious best wing now. We already Brett kind of said that, and I agree, and I'm just going to say it again. He is really turning it on. He's dropping 30 points easy, playing great defense, and he's just taking – he's he's just leading. He's – uh, Yep. It's awesome. Cat obviously a big cat. Carl Anthony Towns he's doing well. Wiggins he th- threw up twenty points the other night, but other than that, he, it's proven that he's just scoring points. And but it feels like I'm talking about the same thing with the Timberwolves every episode. So, but it's whatever. Um, we gotta keep grinding. Just gotta keep grinding. There was we did have a big OT win, overtime win um, against Denver. Few days, three days ago, on the twenty seventh. Um, we beat them 20, 128 to one twenty five. Big OT win against Denver Nuggets. Yeah, uh, I did get a T Wolves. I did get some T Wolves gear for Christmas. I just got a T shirt from my brother in law, so I'll be repping some Roll some new Timberwolves gear. Gear here. So yeah, all right. I think I'm just gonna get my quick fantasy. NBA fantasy basketball uh, update here with my team. Um, Any moves. I'm just going to go through my players again. And then um, my record and maybe some other people that have been on the podcast with their uh, record. I don't know. I'm just going to do a little overview here on a fantasy league. Okay, so I am sitting in third. Corey, Right now, Corey is in first. Buddy Andy... Is in second. I'm in third. We got Tom Schroll in fourth. Travis in fifth. Um, but yeah, let's see here. Kyle, Kurt, Kurt, our co host here is in seventh. <laughs> 41 and 49. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter with the record right now. I, I don't know why I'm talking about the standings. But yes, my team is Cat, Daddy, Carl anthony Towns, even though I don't have him. But that was my team last year, and I had him, so I just kind of rolled with it. So, yeah, I my team was kind of injured the past two. Well, last week it was getting healthy, but my team is actually on the up-and-up. Um, let's go through it again. I got James Harden as my point guard. Drew Holliday, uh, New Orleans point guard, shooting guard. Uh, he, I got him as my shooting guard. And then I got Jamal Murray for Denver, point guard, shooting guard. Um, he was, he's a young guy and he's, he's, he has upside and he's slowly, I think he's there. I think he's the, he, he, he might, he could be some draft value I had there. Um, so yeah, I got Jamal Murray here. Uh, there's nobody in my shooting forward right now. should probably, that's because nobody's playing, but I should still swap us because Jalen Brown is uh, out. Uh, okay, so Jalen Brown, Boston, I picked him up as well, but he's a, my shooting forward. Um, young guy, he's been doing pretty good. Then my power forward is Draymond Green. He was injured shoulder shoulder uh, injury, but I think he's over that now. And he just had six. I think a career high sixteen dishes assists last night. Um, and he, had, he was like a, a rebound shy or point two point something. Sh- he almost had a triple double. So I hope he turns it on and fills the stat sheets. He's a big category, and our, again, our league is. Category-driven, so nine categories, and then it's head-to-head. Um, and then the record of those categories on a weekly basis. Okay. Then I have Chris... Karras, I have Levert. Brooklyn Nets shooting guard or shooting forward. Uh, he's another young guy that I have. And I got some young young that are turning out to be studs on my team that I've been picking up. But, yeah, Levert, he's got some talent. Um, and he's been doing... Decent for me. I'm just kind of holding on to his upside. But he might, once, I do have D'Angelo Russell, who's like the stud Ohio State point guard. Um, I think I drafted him number two, like two years ago. But he's injured, and I think he's coming. But there's just finally reports. He's been out without a time timetable for a while. But there's been reports he's going to be back uh, in January, probably mid to end of January. So that's good, but that could hurt Liberty's value. So i might, like, yeah, whatever. Uh, then I picked up Julius Randle recently. And, like, two games ago, he only played 11 minutes, and there's the, the Kuzma and Lance uh, Lance Nance Jr. That's um, his name. <laughs> uh, there, there's some um, – I think they need to trade someone. Randle might be the most likely trade um, – tradable guy, but I don't know. He had 11 minutes December 27th against Memphis – and then, but then he had 29 minutes last night, and he put up 18.7 rebounds, two assists, block, and a steal. Like he filled a st- He's a good player, but he needs more minutes. So I don't know. We'll see. He was a pickup like two weeks ago. Ahead, so uh, I'm kind of riding him to hopefully he. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Turns into something. So he's my center. And then I have the unicorn Kristaps Porzingis, uh, the New York Knicks center forward. Yeah, I got him going. He's he's a, he's a he's a stud. Then I picked up Chris Dunn earlier in the year and he's proving to be a very good pickup. He's consistent getting like it seems like he's getting 15, 5 and 5 like every game, which is sweet for me as a utility player. Um, then I have Aaron Gordon as a shooting he's another kind of guy that's just coming. He's a stud. And he's just getting done with the injury, so I'm looking forward to him. Getting those full minutes, I think. Let's see what his minutes were. Oh, he did play thirty minutes. Nice, and he really didn't do much. Played thirty minutes last night, two nights ago. Uh, has two three pointers, 14-7 and two, uh, one block. Not too bad. I mean, he's coming back from injury, so I'm hoping he heats back up. Uh, Courtney Lee, I also have shooting guard, shooting forward for the Knicks, and I, I picked up w- Willie Cauley Stein. He's got some upside. Um, because they're finally giving him minutes, and he's been rolling with these minutes. I picked him up at a good time, because he's getting 30 minutes. Yeah, he's getting 30-plus minutes. He had 36 minutes December 27th, 31 last night. He's putting up double-doubles. He's like a double-digit, di- double-digit, double-double <laughs> machine, um, and he's got some upside to keep improving and growing. So, yeah, that was another. I've had some pretty big pickups, I would say. Granted, I don't know since it work, most of us are kind of fresh into basketball. It's probably not a daily occurrence that we're checking. I mean, I'm checking it for sure multiple times a day, Um, but there are some days I forget to. I don't know, so we'll see. I just that oil is basically trying to portray is that the free agency market. It might be a little slower to pickups rather than like fancy football, and as soon as someone's injured or something, like boom, someone's picking them up. It's just I don't know. You can find some good guys out there or something. Apparently, and I have Dennis Smith Junior. Uh, Dennis the Menace. That was my sports puzzle. So I swear on Sports Center this morning, I did see it. So I turned on Sports Center before this podcast, and I did that sports puzzle a while ago. Well, now, well, yeah, whatever. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and um. And the guy, I said, like a movie, Dennis, it was like an old neighbor, blah, blah, blah. But the movie was Dennis the Menace to get Dennis Smith. But then on SportsCenter, I see a little picture of like a point guard from uh, his team, Mavericks. And and it says Dennis the Menace, like above like the picture. So are they freaking calling him Dennis the Menace? Were, Were they calling him Dennis the Menace before I even did that movie or did... Someone listened to my podcast, and that's the uh, that's his new nickname? I have no idea. <laughs> but I thought that was very interesting. When I saw that this one, I was like, wait, what? Dennis the Menace. Yeah, so that's that. But he just got a triple-double last night. Woo! Yeah, he's a rookie. And he's just getting... Actually, wow, he's been back from his... Okay, so he's been playing since December 20th and not really doing much, honestly. He was not doing much at all. But he had 31 minutes and put up 21, 10, and 10. He even throw in a steal. He had seven turnovers, so that's, that's not good. But he had five three-pointers. Dennis Smith, it's another upside guy, young guy. That could be good for me. I kind of like my team. It's actually producing quite well. Quite, quite well so far. So, I don't know. Hopefully the young guys and the upside guys picked up. I also picked up Zach Levine. <laughs> He's on my injured. We have two injury reserve places, so him and D'Angelo Russell are on there now. And uh, I just picked up Levine recently because he'll probably come back in, like, a month, and you just never know. I just I just like Zach Levine a lot as an NBA player, and I just want him on my fantasy team. Ha-ha! Okay, that's going to wrap up this episode way longer than I thought. Hour 17. Okay, is there any other – well, there's no other thing. I just want to see if you uh, need to do anything else. No, we're good. Okay, so I'm going to sign out here. It's uh, 8.49 a.m. Uh, on a Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, thanks for listening. I uh, hope everybody has enjoys the rest of the weekend. And sorry for that one-week leg. Uh, trying to – that was just the holiday season, the busyness, and kind of – I don't know. It just didn't happen, um, keeping up on the holiday season. So one-week leg. We'll get – We'll get these episodes still flown at you. Um, again, talk about some NBA, maybe a little bit of wild hockey, um, NFL playoffs, not fantasy-related. So, yep, uh, look forward to talking to the sports puzzle pretty soon here. All right, this is Brandon, and I'm signing off. Peace out, sports homies.